Hello and welcome to the Nutrition with Rebecca podcast. This podcast is designed to empower you with the knowledge to live a healthy and happy life, to banish the years of yo-yo dieting, heal your relationship with food, make lifelong changes to your health by learning evidence-based nutritional techniques with self-compassion, mindfulness and behaviour change to feel more accepting and confident both in your mind and your body. We'll likely be adding a little bit of feminism, some sass and some humour along the way. I hope you enjoy and thank you for tuning in. Welcome to another episode of the Nutrition with Rebecca podcast. You're joined by me, your host, Rebecca, and of course, as always, my wonderful sidekick, Edith. I hope wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, you're having a wonderful day so far. Now, today, we're going to talk about a topic that I genuinely think 100% of people will relate to, and that is the feeling of guilt around eating certain food. Guilt manifests itself in a way that can leave so many people feeling frustrated, angry, annoyed, and lead to disordered eating patterns. Many people believe that guilt is associated with a certain food. Let's take chocolate as an example. The minute you eat chocolate, you feel guilty, and you believe that chocolate is the reason for the feeling of guilt. Now, having worked with hundreds of clients before they came through the Thrive With Life method, this belief usually ends in one or two behaviours. The first, over-restriction. So you've eaten the chocolate that you believe is bad, you feel guilty. You proceed to over-restrict, to try and compensate for the food eaten, only to find an eventual pattern with further overeating. Because we know over-restriction always leads to overeating. Or, number two, this feeling of guilt from eating certain food then spirals into further overeating with a quote-unquote, screw this mindset. However, guilt is not because of the food. Rather, the feeling of guilt surfaces from the behaviour of eating the food. And that tends to arise from the belief that we have done something wrong, something bad, something naughty. I.e., it is the eating of the chocolate that causes the guilt, not the chocolate itself. It links very closely to a belief that certain foods are bad, that certain foods are naughty and that you quote-unquote shouldn't be eating certain foods. Therefore, when you eat these foods, this triggers the feeling of guilt, which leads to the all or nothing behaviours. It's not the food that's the issue. It's rather the belief you hold around the food that ends in the feeling of guilt and these misaligned behaviours. Chocolate or insert any food has a place in a well-balanced diet which is why every evidence-based coach will teach you the importance of an inclusive diet. Instead of thinking, what do I need to remove from my diet? We include foods in your diet to remove these feelings and end the guilt and shame cycle that can rear its head and end in those disordered eating patterns that not only impact your food relationship, 
but will inevitably hinder any successful diet and feed the yo-yo cycle. In order to end the feeling of guilt, it's therefore not about removing the food, rather removing the misbelief, and it is a misbelief that you hold around certain food. Removing all the food and trying to avoid the food is never the answer. And I did an entire podcast on that, episode 65, if you are interested in that. All of my clients that start with me have a list of food that they feel quote unquote guilty about. Again, this is subjective and so individual. There's no exact food that you will feel guilty around, but I can guarantee you it isn't broccoli and it isn't chicken breast. It's more than likely ultra processed, highly delicious foods. Here we remove the guilt and I get weekly client messages, not only celebrating no guilt, but celebrating moderation, balance, food enjoyment. And even when things get a little bit rocky, I have one client who's genuinely been poorly for around about six months now. And she's going through so much turmoil with the GP and the NHS to try and get a diagnosis. Thankfully, she has just gotten one. But throughout this entire period, she hasn't been able to exercise optimally. But she hasn't once felt guilty with food. She's maintained optimal nutrition with an inclusive diet and unconditional permission to eat because she's developed her mindset, because she's been flexible, because she's built self-compassion and acceptance. Whereas previously, every time she ate a chocolate bar, and let me tell you, she's had chocolate most days because she's an absolute legend and she loves it, that may have ended in guilt because she wasn't able to train optimally. However, when you lean into this, when you lean into the holistic style of dieting and you recognize that every single food has a place in a well-balanced diet, you're no longer feeding the all or nothing. And when you're no longer feeding the all or nothing, you've got the balance, you've got the moderation and you've got the flexibility. You can never build confidence, trust, autonomy, moderation or balance without the removal of these labels. The food guilt and the food will forever own you. Now, if you consider for a moment, the reason you categorise these foods into quote-unquote bad is because, because you believe you always overeat them. Perhaps you've followed wildly restrictive diets in the past that have forced you into only eating quote-unquote clean, healthy food. And with that, avoidance crept in. That avoidance triggers language and limiting beliefs around food. And now that belief follows in behaviours confirming your own bias. I.e., because you believe chocolate is bad, right? Every time you're presented with chocolate, you believe it's bad, you believe you'll overeat it, you overeat it because shockingly, you don't want to be wrong. But sorry, and I'm really sorry, you are wrong. It's not fact that you will always overeat these foods. But imagine saying to yourself, I'm going to overeat that chocolate and then not overeating it. No, nobody likes to be told they're wrong. But then because you have this belief and this belief is manifested from low confidence, low self-worth, that's where the guilt comes. The guilt is associated with the behaviour. So we need to get on board with food neutrality. Food neutrality is an important concept that should be adopted by everyone. If you're forever categorising foods, you'll find your avoidance and restriction will have a negative impact on your behaviours and your goals. You will never sustain fat loss whilst you are forever labelling food as bad and good because you will never come away from this all or nothing yo-yo cycle. You will remain trapped in guilt and shame. The novelty of these foods will always be heightened and you'll never break free from the mental battle you face. And even if we talk in very simple terms... And that isn't something I like to do because the complexity of food relationships is deep. 
and spans many years of exposure. But let's go into simple terms. The majority of the time, people believe these quote-unquote bad foods cause weight gain. But in reality, you can gain weight from any food. That's governed by the law of thermodynamics, science. You could genuinely eat too much broccoli and chicken breast and gain weight. Let's go back to COVID. Let's go back to lockdown. I ate all the vegetables in the world and gained less weight. <laughs> you can eat too much of anything, but you aren't overeating chicken and broccoli, right? Because your beliefs around these foods are different. The food neutrality concept helps you remove all the novelty and the scarcity around these foods to see all through all food, sorry, through a natural, neutral lens. Removing food guilt and allowing all foods into your diet with moderation and balance is fundamental when considering weight loss. More importantly, weight maintenance. Even more importantly, a healthy relationship with food, whereby you are no longer preoccupied by food, whereby you're no longer thinking about food all day, where you're no longer body shaming yourself, where you're breaking away from this guilt feeling I'm running an anti-diet accountability January. <laughs> that covers important topics like food guilt and implements strategies to remove food guilt and make 2024 the year you no longer fall into the yo-yo dieting. You have to be on my priority list to get access and I'm capping it at 20 people. You can find the priority list in the show notes, on my website and on my Instagram. The anti-diet, the reason I laughed, it isn't going against dieting. It's going against the beliefs you hold around dieting, the beliefs that have kept you in this cycle of yo-yo dieting, the guilt and the shame. It's a new way of dieting to make dieting enjoyable and sustainable. But now I've got a task for you for food neutrality. It requires a pen and paper and you to work through some prompts. These will help you begin to break down the limiting beliefs around certain foods and incorporate them into your diet and banish this food guilt forever. If you want a copy of these, just drop me a message. But pay attention, buckle up, let's listen. Number one, what foods do I enjoy eating? Number two, am I mindful when eating all foods? Or do I avoid certain food? Number three, are there any food rules I abide by? Any red flags? Remember those red flags only need to be listed with your ex. If so, list them. Are these food rules rooted in balance? If not, how can I bring balance? Are there certain foods I consider to be good or bad? If so, what are they? And why do I assign this moral weight to them? How can I begin incorporating these into my day? Mindfulness, time of day, pace, regular eating, ensure you're eating them around satiety and fullness. What would I change about my food world? How will I go about doing this based on my answers to the above questions? And of course, that is signing up to anti-diet accountability in January 2024 to start with. <laughs> because that will remove all of these beliefs, right? Of course it will. Now, there's a lot to take in here and I appreciate that. Food guilt is something that we shouldn't live with. Health is to do so without guilt. And it takes a lot of unlearning rethinking, relearning, adapting, growing, building trust in yourself and confidence in yourself, autonomy back in your actions and your autonomy has been taken away from years of dieting, years of diet culture mixed messaging, 
You now make choices based on what you quote unquote believe you should be doing as opposed to what you actually want, as opposed to meeting your own needs. And again, that can invite disordered eating patterns if you're not meeting your own needs and you're doing things that you believe you should be doing as opposed to things that you can be doing. So get a pen and paper, write down those questions, answer them and follow the link in my bio to sign up to January. The accountability that you've always needed. And thank you so much for listening.